Hey guys, welcome to Don't Judge Us Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle. And it's that guy, Ola. Join us as we use movies, TV shows, and music to discuss social issues plaguing our society today. For you guys to be okay tonight and to stop this chaos. It ain't me. It's not me. I'm going to let y'all know that now. It's not us guys, neither. And I'm glad that y'all said that. It's not us. It's the police. It's the madness that they spark up. This is what they encourage. This is what they provoke. This is what you get out of you taking some a loved one from someone. This is what you get. You get a lot of people that's hurt, and they can't fit it the right way. They can't no longer depend on the police to be here to protect us like they say they gonna do. So this is what you get. And no, it's not gonna end today. I can't tell you it's gonna end tomorrow. I don't know when it's gonna end. But it's for y'all to start. We not the ones that's killing us. Y'all killing us. We can't make a change if y'all don't change. Yeah, so just diving right into global current events that affect people of color at most. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, everyone heard about the Ahmad case. And the case of the unarmed black jogger minding his business yet again and being gunned down with, uh, by a father and son duo, ex-police officer, I believe the father was. And they followed this man and shot him because they assumed he was allegedly the burglar of the neighborhood. So they took it upon themselves to Vigilante style. take the law into their own hands. Yeah. And it's insane because someone recorded it and didn't intervene. <laughs> the person that recorded it is now has now been arrested. But the thing is, I, it wait, happened wait, in wait, February. Wait, 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 was he arrested? Yes. Seriously? Yes. He but was he, arrested because it's um because he, was, he didn't he didn't do anything. But he was already shot by the time he got there. No, the the guy that recorded the the um interaction between the, oh, the father actual and son. Th- oh, and I haven't Ahmad, seen that. I he saw, was arrested. I haven't seen that video. I've seen the video where there's a guy driving up behind them and obviously as soon as they see the guy that drove up, they look they like those like all three, all three of them look at the guy. They let go of Ahmad. He kind of jogs off a little and then just falls to the ground. Yeah, he he was already shot. They, I mean, I remember yeah. in the video there were three. That's the one I saw. Yeah, three shots. So, um, the person that recorded the video, um, he's been arrested because in Georgia and maybe this also might be throughout the U.S. If you see someone literally being hurt or a crime taking place and you do nothing about it even if you don't call 911 you're just as you're just as guilty. guilty you'll be charged with the same shit because you didn't you didn't do anything god damn so you ain't snitching so, you trouble <laughs> what i mean he had a video what? he had a video so yeah yeah he could have come forward and said like look i recorded this just an anonymous tip it, maybe but the thing is like he was like there they saw him he saw them he was the star like key witness um with this footage okay cool but i think because i don't even know how the video was released but thing is this thing happened in february and now it's getting social media attention it's may and two months later yeah well in the beginning of may was when it started really getting traction and that's a damn thing because it happened in february yeah three whole months it happened in february and these guys weren't even arrested because what blue uh uh blood blue blood bleeds 
or something like that. Basically just the whole idea that cops stick together. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a cop, if your brother, if your sister in, in the force is in a situation, you're going to try to help him get out. So I'm really curious about whoever, you know, picked up his body. I'm, I'm curious about whoever was on the scene to kind of like talk to the neighbors, like who are those people involved and where are they right now? Because they didn't even arrest the father and son duo. That's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. I fully get that, man. That, that all that stuff, it just makes no sense to me because you you've taken an oath to uphold the law in a sense, mm-hmm. and that's why I, there's never going to be trust between. I won't even say um, like this is there's, there's no trust in the black community towards the police, and I don't think there ever will be. I don't think so either. Because imagine if someone that knows nothing about you, nothing about your neighborhood, and they're coming and telling you what's nah, what. I don't and you're even, like, you have no empathy. You I disagree no, with that. No connection to me. I disagree with what you just said. Why? Because I feel like even when black officers who have been through the same situation, they just get to that, they get to that position of power and they just abuse it. Again, they just... In all say, cases? Not in all cases. Again, I'm generalizing, but... Like too many, too many to be happy about. Too many people get into a position of power and tend to forget where they came from. Mm. I I don't know. I kind of feel on the fence because I feel like to a degree, like and and this in my perspective is fully from TV shows that I watch. So, um, imagine if you're a cop and you're from the hood and you make it on the force and you're like, okay, this is my brotherhood. We're here to protect and serve, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You have this this magical idea, but in the same situation, when you have a partner, they have your back, you have theirs. If someone is shooting at you, you guys are supposed to protect each other. So if it turns out that you're the black guy that's only looking out for your neighborhood, they're going to be like, all right, cool. I don't trust cool. them. Cool. We'll you know what I mean? Like once you, your own team won't trust you, then you, you're you in a more you know vulnerable position. But that's the whole thing. It's like, what's that saying? Um, it's conform or get out of line. So the exactly. general census Fall in line is, or get out. Yeah, if the general census is, you know what, once you become a police officer, you're not black, you're not white, you're just blue, then at the end of the day, no matter what they do, you're going to have to back them up. But like you, you've literally forgot where you've come from and you're now a police officer more than anything, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So you see a yep. police officer do something wrong. You, like This is one thing I that pisses me off, especially when I see shit or like being recorded as well, especially in the UK. When I see a black and white officer together and then you see the officer, the white officer, talking to a, a young black man, female, whatever. In again, like I say this over and over again, it's not it's not necessarily the words; it's the tone. And if you speak, mm. if you're speaking to them to them in a demeaning tone, you as the officer, you as the black officer, there can tell your partner, "Yo, chill, relax." The way you're talking, yeah, you're up here. You need to be down here, brother. <laughs> you could tell him that. But you True. standing there watching him demean him means, fam, you're probably at the pub at the end of the shift. Like, them men are just making monkey jokes and you're just standing there laughing. They're making right. jokes at your expense and you're just there laughing. It's, I mean, it's the biggest gang that the government pays for, to my, in my opinion, the mm-hmm. police force, that our tax dollars pays for. And I think in every situation like this, I think with the Ahmad Arbery case, you know, we're left thinking like, like, what do we do now? 
this keeps happening this keeps happening this keeps happening and social media and just media in general has kind of like allowed us to see what goes on to see what who in that corner was recording what really happened and for me whenever I see these videos, I'm thinking, you know, we can't just get riled up about Ahmad. We can't just get riled up about Trayvon Martin. We can't get riled up about Sandra Bland because there's so many more out there that weren't recorded. We should be livid. We should be pissed. But like, where do we go from here? Like what, what, what is there for, let's say the people of society um, of all colors and races to kind of like work towards you know, ending racism, ending situations like this. How how can we be our own, you know, superheroes? Mm. Yeah, but this is the thing because I I keep saying like we are never going to feel part of these like their country because we're not taught about our own history. We're taught mm-hmm. about their history more than anything. We talk about you know we're taught about their wars. Again, most black people don't realize we fought in World War One and Two. Mm. It's, it's not taught in history it's taught yeah of course you know it's taught that americans and english fought in world war one and two but you know it's not said that you know the uk had you know black forces africans yeah. you know african thrown on the front then, line thrown straight on the front line the <laughs> racism still existed during the war just because you were a trained soldier doesn't mean you were trained with the same level of protection to you know your white counterparts mm. but let's do this let's talk about 10 things white folks can do to combat and to prevent another before we start, before we start before we start obviously this this episode is dedicated to the amazing movie 10 things i hate about you um is it uh, yeah come on do you not think the movie that's, that's a rom that's a rom it's a great movie but it's a rom-com there's no there's no rom in this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's say more dear white people do you want to say dear white people uh, no, but they white they white people such a shit series, man. But if you don't like the series, then maybe you like the was it a movie before? Dear white people, or was it a book? No, it's a book. Maybe it's based on the book. But yeah, we need to book. write a letter. We need to write a letter to all white folks and what they can do to combat. All right, then cool. I'll go uh, with dear white people. But I think I think. All right, so this is gonna be a dual episode. We're gonna call it "Dear White People: Ten Things I Hate About You." Hey, how about that? <laughs> ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick it off with our segment called Dear White People, 10 Things I Hate About You to talk about 10 things that we believe from our experience in our predominantly black communities that um, the white people can do to combat the Trayvon Martins, the Ahmaud Arbery's, the... Sandra Bland's to prevent those from happening. You know, the thing is, the list is long. Like, I was the list actually, is long. I was actually online the other day, and just going back last year, the list is way too long. Like, you can't even sit down and just like say, "Oh yeah, this person, this person, this person." It's way too long. Like, anyone who's listening, just like go home. Well, you're probably at home anyway, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just go online and search the names. Like, you'll actually you'll be tired of searching names before. Yeah you get to the end of this. That's how the fucked up, the fucked up, you know, situations where unarmed black people, just, you can look up unarmed black people killed mm. by law enforcement <laughs> and get a crazy list and think how, how is this still happening in 2020? How did Martin Luther King march on Washington lead the civil rights movement? And we're still fighting to run, to go jogging in our neighborhoods, you know? So let's, let's kick it off. Okay. For me, number one, Dear white people, 10 things I hate about you. 
and what you can do to combat racism and white supremacy. One, if you see something, say something. White silence is white violence, period. I think that's, I think that's first and foremost. I feel like there's so many situations where, you know, there's a person of color being abused, discriminated against, against, dismissed, and the white person might think, oh, that's bad, but I'm about you to fuck up my shit, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to... Right. They'll tell you on the side, like, I didn't agree with him, just so yeah, you know. And it's like, if you didn't, so you, with your privilege wrapped up in your white porcelain skin, should have called the shit out. No one's saying get hit by a bus. Just saying, like, hey, bro, Chill. Sir, relax. you're overreacting. Relax. You need to relax. Treat this person with some respect because they're a human being. See something, say something. White silence is white violence. So that's for me, my number one. I'm on that. I'm on that wave. I fully agree. Do you want to do number two as well? Because I completely forgot about my number two. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so that long list. <laughs> <laughs> that list is long as hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Number two, I would say for the second one, or do you have a second one? Did it come to you now? <laughs> no, because my, like, uh, no, yours was way too serious. I need to jump in when you've got a more um, funny one. It's all serious. It's all serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm like serious dead person. ass. <laughs> I'm not a serious person. No, but um, my one, okay, I'll, do, I'll jump on number two. My one is, yes, baby, what's wrong? You want to stay with me for a bit? Are you going to be quiet? Oh, she's going to learn today. Hmm? Are you going to try to? You're going to try to? Okay. And you <laughs> put your tablet on. You've taken, pass your tablet. Let me put the sound off. Um, my number two is literally that I don't think some of these people understand that we have feelings, that their actions hurt us. So there's certain small things, especially workplace scenarios as well. Like, oh, um, Oh, I didn't think you're people or trying to touch people's generalization. Head. Generalization, yeah. especially, it hurts. And you, like the thing is, I I do it as well because I do it because you guys do it. And then you guys are like, oh, but that's not all white people. I'm like, yeah, so it's not all black people. That's literally right. my number one response as soon as someone says, yeah, but not all white people, you know, don't know how to season their food. And I was like, yeah, but not all black <laughs> people like watermelon. Um, not right. all white people just love chicken. My brother loves chicken. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your brother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's literally how it is. It's right. like overall generalization true. just it, it pisses me off. And I don't feel like they have feelings for it. And they don't for them, it's all right until it starts to hurt them. When it starts to hurt their feelings, you can't do it anymore. Right. It's like mm. And it's really annoying because, like, it's hard, especially in the workplace, to kind of have those discussions or those moments where you're like, hey, actually, that's not cool, you know, because then it'll, not all the time, but sometimes, depending on the individual, they can turn it into, oh, she's so sensitive and everything is about race. It's like, well, when you're walking around in privilege, yeah, you don't have that thought, but I definitely do. Mm, That's the thing. And then, yeah, number three, we can play the race card whenever we feel offended. It's all right. Exactly. I think so. I think like I I have unlimited race cars and I can play that as many times as I want as a black man because I it's my right. Hold up, because <laughs> there are people that say everything like, "Oh, it's because I'm black," and I'll be like, "Bruh, no, it's because you no. suck." No, no, they they have the right to say it. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true. 
that's that's i think that's a um just no i feel like because you have the right to say something and it's and you use it incorrectly you're then taking away from people that are actually victims of situations because of the color of their skin so i don't think you should just always say like i didn't get this job because i'm black oh no, not no, to no. say that i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i've like i've said this i think i've said this to you before but the number one thing i respect by like i respect my mom is if we didn't get anything she never said oh you didn't get it because you're black she always said, yeah. you didn't get it because you're not good enough. You didn't get it because you didn't work hard enough. Like, right, that's right. literally it. Because yeah. th- later on, when I was older, she used to say, she told us straight, like, the reason why I said that is because you're black. You already knew you were black. You knew mm-hmm. you had to work harder than the guy beside you from the beginning. Okay. So the reason you didn't get it is because you didn't work that extra bit harder in order to get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's not saying I didn't work hard. It means I didn't work hard enough. Okay. So... That's actually really good. I think that's a, also like a more modern style of parenting where you're able to say like, look, yes, you know, right now I'm not going to tell you it's because purely the color of your skin. I want you to know that you got to work hard for your shit because that's just how it is for us. But later on, we're going to add this extra layer and say, yeah, maybe sometimes it's about your skin. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's about the way you wear your hair. Sometimes it's about how people feel about you based yeah. on the messages we've received like our entire lives. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good point. Things hurt. Number two, mm-hmm. things fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a collective trauma we've experienced. So some people really need to, like, be mindful of that. And also, like, if you have no, if you have no real, um, which will lead into number three, if you have not acknowledged your privilege, don't come to me about no black joke, bro. Because to me, I'm like, no, you're serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> serious. <laughs> because I, that's the thing. I know me. I can do jokes of all races. I could do jokes of my own race. But if you take offense to it, don't come to me and try and make a snide comment because your favorite black comedian made that joke. No. Yeah. He can make that joke. He's black. He's probably been through the same shit I've been through, just in a different right. way. So right. things like that, I don't think people understand. Just because, and this, again, I think, I don't know. Yeah, it goes back to number two. Just because we say something doesn't mean you have the right to say it as well. I feel like mm. this conversation goes on for over and over again, where they're like, oh, yeah, but he used the N-word in a song, so I should be able to use it. No. No. No, it doesn't work like that. No. I don't know who you're listening to, brother, but you need the clean version. The clean version, because you know. Because um, that hurts. That, that hurts. Yeah. You're just like, did you really just say nigga next to me, bruh? And it's the worst when you're at a concert because, you know, everyone's, you know, when the artist puts the mic out to the audience and it's like, y'all better not. Y'all better not. Okay, they did it. They did it. it They collectively tried it. It was Kendrick, innit? It was, it's a lot of artists have done it. There was, um... It was the Kendrick show. I remember that one. I went to a festival a few years ago um, and this was, uh... My nigga, my nigga, my motherfucker. Oh, yeah. That song. My Literally, nigga. the song is nigga like 50 times. And like, I, I, on that part, like, I totally get it. It's all over on the radio. And you're just like, my nigga, my nigga. This is a casual song about me and my friends. And that's the fault of the Musician. artist who, yeah. to me, I feel like when you make this your, your mainstream hit. I won't really call, I won't call him an artist. I'll call exactly. Him and you're, and I feel like you're then putting us through more trauma because, mm-hmm. like, white folks around to sing this song, blasting their car, and you're just like, say that shit, bruh. Say that shit. Like, it becomes like, 
tension. And I remember it being feeling very awkward at that part of the festival where I don't even YG don't know. Um, you know, sang this song and I'm like, nigga, we in London, bro. Mm. And you know white folks are the only ones paying to come to your concert. So mm. why are you trying it? Mm. Like, why are you really trying it? <laughs> That's the thing. And then you give them their confidence. That. You give yeah. you actually feed in their confidence. And I'm not saying you right. can't say it. You can say it, but I feel like it needs to be said that you can't what you mean? who is you okay, you okay. You? there's too many yous in that in that in that right. sentence you <laughs> as in you as the musician you as the artist can say it because you you're a black person yeah you as a black <laughs> person can say it you as a fan enjoying their music cannot say it a white fan a white hmm. fan was specified <laughs> like me personally i listen to adele i can't relate to adele i've never been through what adele's been through you probably have she sings about heartbreak love all those things we've all yeah, experienced she, it. Come on now. Yes, but she's she, she's <laughs> experienced it as a white, then overweight white woman, where <laughs> she was overweight. Let's pretend, let's not pretend that, that had she, nothing to do with her music. Nothing. Huh? Huh? Her music was talking about some hello, hello from the other hello. side. Like this is all about romance. It had nothing to do with her music. Never even hello expressed her feelings about her weight. Yes, yes, it that does. That is false, sir. Yes, it does. Is, no, it because, doesn't. No, it doesn't. I feel like fat people experience pain, especially in love. <laughs> I'm just going to let you go down that hole by yourself. <laughs> Yo, fat people experience a different kind of pain when it comes to relationships than we, like, normal-sized people do. So, yeah, I said that. Well, first of all, Adele has lost a lot of weight. And for me, in the song yeah, yeah, no, listen she, to, she I haven't listened amazing. to her last album, but like, honestly, to me, I never, I never read her music for, you know, not the insecurities that women feel in general, but just like focused on her weight. I've never right. heard that. I've never felt that. But no, nah, I feel like, anyway. I feel like she's tapped into it in order to like the insecurities of her weight in order to, to release that, the, the kind of emotions she has in her songs. I'm not downplaying okay. how amazing Adele is. She's amazing. But, and again, going back to what I was actually saying, like, I can't, obviously, uh, everyone's been in love and everyone's been heartbroken, but I can't say I know where she's coming from completely. Because, again, she is okay. a white woman. And I'm a black okay. man. I would disagree with that, but we can agree to disagree on that one. <clears throat> I can't have you mansplain to me her lyrics. So the third one, <laughs> the third one. Um, Wasn't the third uh, one, um, what's it called? Acknowledge, acknowledge your privilege. Acknowledge. Yeah. I feel like a lot of white people are so new on this. Like, I don't get white privilege. Like, of course, that's part of your privilege. You don't got to think about it. How can you not you know? Like, I don't understand how you cannot know that you're, you're different. I'm, I'm no, not that early. you're different. Not, not not different. Just the way the world is. How you? Yes, I'm privileged. I'm more privileged than everyone else. I I knew this from early. I knew from early, like when, especially like in primary school. Oh, if I was playing football and I was the best player on the team, everyone treated me better than the weirdo in the back of the class who never spoke to anyone and just draw Dragon Ball Z in the back of the class. That was I knew that. That was my privilege. Just because I was naturally, I was born bigger, stronger, and faster than most people. That's literally, yeah. That was literally it. And I understood it. But again, I probably understood it because, again, I was black. I understood so, that things don't always work out for me. That's an interesting point because I feel like there's um, ways for people of color to not necessarily, to somehow tap into white privilege. 
Um, and so it starts off with white privilege where, you know, everything in the world is somehow catered to you in a way. The cartoons you see on TV, the, the um, standards of beauty, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like for people of color to tap into white privilege is usually when, in your case, you're playing a sport and you're the best one on the team. So it doesn't matter what you look like. It's like, oh, this nigga can run, you know, <laughs> like that's literally it. Yeah. Um, and I think from that point of view, that's when black people tap into white privilege by being great at something that doesn't matter what your, your, your ethnicity or your race is. Um, but it only lasts for a second because just like LeBron James, when he moved to the Lakers, they definitely mm. put a nigga on his garage. They let him know like, yeah, you tapped into your white privilege. But, but you still in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. You know, you know. But stay in your lane. Stay in, stay in that lane. You know. And there's always a situation where like a black person's at the top of their game or a person colors at the top of their game and somebody does something to kind of just remind them, like, just so you know. You are a nigga. I'm still better than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still better than you. So I, I think, think I think yeah. yeah. I think Dave Chappelle said it the most. Like the difference between a black a poor black person and a poor white person is that a poor white person doesn't think it should be happening to them. Mm. Truth. Truth to Chappelle. Yes. Mm. So I think if they were to acknowledge it, and part of that acknowledgement is to learn about why you are, uh, why you have this privilege and a little bit of the historical context, which we've all been deprived of on both sides. White folks don't know what they really did and black folks don't know where they come from. Um, not everywhere, but let's say the overall theme and um without that knowledge of the past how can you move forward um so that i find that to be very irritating so if if they could like just learn about themselves a bit better and to stop being um, history blind to the statistics then i think that would be like one of the greatest things that any white person can do yeah I feel so you. that's three. That those are three tough ones. That's a lot. That's a lot of homework yeah. for white folks listening out there. Um, <laughs> no, people, we're gonna get to ten. We're gonna have to do part two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So four. What you got for number four? Which why I go? I I did number two and three. You going? What four. you talking about? Yeah, number yeah. three was mine. I number said was mine. white silence is white violence. You said things hurt, and I said acknowledge your privilege. What's I four? started acknowledge your privilege. No, no, I. Yeah, so let's just recap the first three um, homework segments for our white listeners. Um, one is white silence is white violence. If you see something, say something. Secondly, things hurt. Be mindful of your words, especially if you're talking to people of color and thinking of just things that roll off the tongue that might be very stereotypical and generalizations um, that are very offensive, especially in the workplace. And third, acknowledge your privilege. Privilege. Learn about yourself. Learn about your history. Learn about the why. You know, most of the lower socioeconomic neighborhoods are predominantly people of color. If, especially if you live in the UK and US, you need to be like, shit. Why is it? Why is that? If you haven't asked yourself that, then you have not acknowledged your privilege, young man or young woman. Yeah. Mine. Okay. Since um, you refuse to go to number four, I'll do number four. <laughs> Mine kind of again. I don't. I feel like a lot of this overlaps, so it'll be. F- you know, it's not too much homework, I don't think, anyway. Um, it's a lot of homework. Number four is... At least 400 years worth. understand that this is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying, this is like a lifetime study. Mine is understand that the system is tailor-made for you and not for others. So understand that... Oh, I don't know how to explain it and not seem racist. 
How is it? I don't think black people can be racist. I don't know if that's. I've had. I've had several debates about oh this. Oh my gosh! What you want? What? <laughs> mm, okay. I mean, you can bring it up. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. Maybe. It's cool. <laughs> you have another another number four. Um, you go. Maybe you go. maybe talk to your friends. Say something like talk to your friends about it. Don't be afraid to talk to your white friends about race. Stop asking black folks about race. Talk to your people about race. You know what I mean? Yeah, like have do you think white people ever like okay, number four, number four. Go to your house. Get like get all your white people down. I don't know how white people what white people call it when they sit down together, like a seance. We are (laughs) 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 You're dumb. You're dumb. (laughs) What's it called? Lynching. Um (laughs) we're gonna strike that from the record, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Johnson. Um have I sent you that video where he's about to talk to the camera and he's looking in the it's like Sorry, there was some Europeans watching that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a whole fool. Umar Johnson, listen to him, but don't take him seriously. <laughs> but yeah, no. I like sit down and just ask each other, why do you think black people are so defensive about us? Like I'm mm. talking in the sense of as a white person, like just think like why do you think black people are so like why don't we trust you? Why don't we trust the systems you guys have put in place? Why do we not detest most of anything most of you say? Okay, I think a better way of saying that is understanding the why and talk to your counterparts about race. Because things like, things that are automatic to us, like, how come when I'm crossing the street, I want to, well, how come when I see a black person on my side of the street, I want to cross? How come if I see a black guy kind of big in a hoodie, assume that, oh, shit, he might take you out. I want to shoot him. You know? I mean, if you're thinking that far, then obviously you're not listening to this episode because you're already a racist. Um, but I think, I think white people really need to talk to their counterparts. And by that, I mean their friends and family about race. Stop coming to white black people or the one black person you know and asking them all things black. Shit's on the internet. Yeah. You and can do your own thing, homework like, you if you really to understand, care. You have to understand, not all black people have common sense as well. So you might come across the wrong black person and he's just selling you a false dream, false information, telling you like, mm. oh yeah, you know, you have the Ben Carsons of the world and you don't want to speak, you don't want to speak Mm-mm. to them. No, I think you should really, I think honestly, uh, even if you are in a situation where, or in a predicament where maybe you have no people of color friends, friends that are people of color. Go make but, and that's very well true. <laughs> um, and no one's saying go out and looking for like that one person, but like, if All you, the streets if looking every, for black friends. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, because there, no, no black person wants to hear, I have this one black friend. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean to me? It means nothing. Talk to your own people about shit. Y'all figure your shit out and do your research, do your homework. And it's really not that hard. It really isn't. It actually isn't. It watch isn't. the news. If you listen, if you watch the news, if you even listen to a podcast or if you do one thing that is Remember that to, created, to check us out. Oh, melanated. You one thing that's highly mel- melanated to either, you know, learn, support, be an ally. Those are some things you can do on your own without needing a black mm. friend. So absolutely. Oh, that's okay. I guess that's two wrapped into one. One, talk to your own white folks about race. Don't come to the one black person, you know, if you happen to know them or don't use your black colleague at work 
to say, oh, now that I have you, oh, I've been needing to ask. Like, no, <laughs> no, that's just like, really, bro? You had to come to work to to want to figure some shit out? So that's one. That's that's four. And then five is to do one thing to support a POC business, creative, or watch one POC show. I something like where you I wouldn't normally think, do. I personally think that's a lesson that everyone needs to take a part of including black people because i think black people again are we are we are our bigger hate our biggest haters like we for some reason there's certain black people that just hate supporting black community like black businesses they're always just like oh no it's never gonna work out i'd rather not spend my money on it i'd rather spend more money on someone else who literally does mediocre work instead of just spending well, it's probably less, but it will mean more to this person. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I think our next segment should definitely be Dear Black People, Time to Step Your Pussies Up. You know, mm. something like that where we can do things for ourselves to bring ourselves forward. Well, I think, so I think, I, think that be, be, I think that is also great for a whole episode, actually. That'll be the other half of the, the other five. No, we have, we've got plenty <laughs> of things to tell white people to do. <laughs> oh. Um, She's not laying uh, up on you, white people. No, no. I okay. So, that's, so we've we've got we've got five. We, we've got about two hundred years of homework for white folks right now with our mm. five five things to do. Um, for the sixth one, um, I think this is something that we all should keep in mind: is a uh, vote. And when I say vote, don't just vote for you know Donald Trump. Don't don't. I mean. Honestly, you have the right to be in the U.S. context. You have the right to be Republican or Democrat. That is your right, or independent, or you know, whatnot. Um, Republicans buy shoes. But vote. Did you hear that? Like what? Republicans buy shoes. Have you seen? Have you seen the last dance yet? I didn't. I didn't watch that. No. Oh, it's amazing. Watch it. I am sure it's great. Um, You're not gonna watch it. No, 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 no. You can't just brush over it. Maybe one day when I've got time. It's yeah. shit. It's by far the best documentary I've seen. In I'm still time. watching RuPaul's Drag Race, so when that's over, I might. What? Move. See, our friendship you heard it here first, folks. Our friendship needs to be questioned at times. You heard it here first, folks. RuPaul's expect, Drag Race. I expect to bet from season you. thirteen. Check it out. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think for the I think for the sixth thing, yeah, I think vote and really be conscious about your voting. If you if you're a, a white person, you're like I think I want things to change in my community vote this is for all races vote for something that is progressive to bring your community forward i'm not saying democrat republican vote for the candidate that has shown a record of uh progressive leg- legislation mm. and actually vote don't just vote because your mom told you oh trump's the guy no because your parents are stupid don't listen to them vote i'll smart. use the uk for for example when it comes to this we have two people Boris Johnson, who has an idiot persona, he literally plays the idiot to be the funny, well, I won't say cool, to be the funny guy. And every legislation he has put in place has always been terrible for the greater good. It's been terrible for everyone else involved other than the, you know, the top 5 10% of people in society, or 8% actually. So we have this guy here and then we have the over socialist, you know, Jeremy Corbyn and no one likes him just because his ideas are 
everything for you know government should work for everyone that's literally his idea don't get me wrong i do believe some of his ideas are just way too socialist like it would never work because there's no way to fund it but then again i was just saying he would it would never get off the ground if something can't financially work it would never get off the ground but you need to put someone like him in place in order for it for the discussion to be had and to things for things to start working people obviously don't believe the same thing as i do voted uh, i'm not sure i'm recording voted um i keep calling donald trump boris johnson and (laughs) all of this shit happens and everyone's just like oh maybe we should fund the NHS. Wait, isn't that the same thing Jeremy Corbyn's been saying? Oh, maybe we do need um, foreigners to come in and kind of help support our NHS and support nurses system. Maybe we do need um, foreigners to come in and work on the farms during the summer. Maybe we do need all these little stupid things that everyone has been saying for the past what, six years? when the whole Brexit conversation came out, when people have been saying for six years, now people are understanding, oh shit, maybe we do need all of this stuff. So this is... Maybe we do need diversity. (laughs) But this is a whole thing. Like People need to stop voting based on what they see on TV and investigate. Like, I don't understand. Like, literally, investigation takes five, ten minutes. It honestly doesn't take too long. People are people are voting based on the fears that, you know, these conservative white supremacists are putting out there like they're going to take your jobs. They're going to take your kids. They're going to melanate your families. And, you know, these folks are scared. <laughs> white folks scared. <laughs> They've, always, <laughs> They've always been intimidated. That's something that we we know by the unarmed. Black oh, wow. That's, that was so, actually that was actually one of the things I I wrote as one of my things. But I didn't want to say it because I said you might think it was too racist. What is it? Um, don't fear the black planet. <laughs> don't fear the black planet. Mm. Word. That's the whole truth. Because, you know... You can put that as number you, seven. The whole, um, the whole thought of, you know, immigration laws, even the whole Windrush situation. How are you going to collect people that have been living in the UK since Jamaica was a colony at the time and then tell them you got to go? Like, really? How do you, how, who has the time? Who does that first off and goes to sleep at night? Because you know, you're literally separating families. You know, you're taking, you know, you're taking parents away from their kids. You're taking grandparents away from their kids and grandkids. And you really don't care. And that's something where white folks could have stood up. mm, The only time people actually stood up and said, oh, what he's doing is wrong is literally when they were already sent back and they were like, oh shit, yeah. um, these people are sending them back with nowhere, nowhere to go. When illegally, like, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> sent really, them back It illegally. was illegal. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, when was the what? last time you came back to Jamaica? Oh, you know, I haven't been to Jamaica since I was three years old. Right. Oh. Not to mention 11 people that were sent back died. Yeah. I mean, how are you sending back elderly people? They're, they're, Children, grandchildren are here. And you're like, oh, wait, by the way, even though you're a colony and you help, you know, work towards the British crown with your lives, including your ancestors, we're going to send your ass back to, you know, the home that you don't even remember. Like, are you joking me? Like, that should really have been a time for not just the Caribbean community in the UK, but all people in the UK should have been, hold up now, wait a minute, what is going on? Yeah. These people have lived here, paid their taxes, and you're trying to send them back? Like, I want people that are protesting 
for POC issues to come in all races. You don't have to be black to protest for Black Lives Matter. You know, yeah. you could be any color. This is, this, is my, this is my issue, again, with this same situation. This is such a pivotal part. The Windrush is such a pivotal part of British history, and it's not taught at all. Mm, I didn't my, know about it until this. Yeah, I, I, I'm exactly the same. I'm in the same boat. But I personally feel like black history needs to be taught in British schools. And I said that to one of my friends and they were like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't make sense teaching it in somewhere like um, Stockport where there's no black people in the school. I'm like, it does. It does. Because I grew up in a a primary school. I grew up in a primary school with one white person and that person was Portuguese and spoke no English. Right. And literally we learned about Henry VIII and these fucking... What's it called? Harem of Wives, his Mormon lifestyle. Yeah. Um, like, we learned about all your history, and it literally has not improved my life in any sort of the way. I know they just like, skipped over Africa. Yeah. Skip. <laughs> we ain't but gonna talk about that. Our, our history has impacted the UK in so many different ways, but we don't want to talk about it. We're gonna pretend like it never happened. You want to pretend like this royal crown where <laughs> civilizations of people weren't just like massacred, enslaved robbed like really that you are where you are because of us and our and ancestors backs that's so my number like eight, by the way what's your number eight i think we've done never never say go back where you came from eight. unless you're willing Ooh. unless you're willing to give back anything everything you've benefited from where i Ooh. came from which is everything mm. if you're willing to everything. give back everything inclusivity that's the thing. I've literally said, if you're willing to give back everything you've ever benefited from slavery, then by all means, I'll go back to Nigeria. Right. You give me all your shit because I'm the reason why you have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> that's literally it. That's a really good point. That's really a point. All the times that I've heard, you know, people of color saying like, yeah, some people just yelled at us, go back to your country. It's like, wait a minute. I was born here. What the fuck? Mm. You've assumed because I'm black that I'm not from here. Like, Really? Is that how nationality works based on purely how you look? The world is globalized. So just because you're German doesn't mean you're white. Just because you're British doesn't mean you're white. Just because you're Portuguese doesn't mean you're white. Because you all had colonies. So the black people share the language. You force the language. You force the religion. So don't be surprised if you have some POC nationals from your white-ass countries. Saying go back to your country is... It's super low, and it just also just clearly says who you are which is a fucking yeah. racist um and i think that leads to also um i don't even know what number we're on are we on number eight that was number eight so we're number nine ah well number nine we might have to recap um number nine is you know don't be afraid to engage in smart conversation let's say you are conservative and you have hopefully not uh, belief systems that aren't wrapped up in, you know, uh, um, toxic masculinity and white supremacy and sexism and all that stuff. Have a smart conversation with someone that has a different opinion than you. That's how we learn by talking to each mm. other, by understanding each other. But to stay in your box and to keep fear as the only driver for every decision that you make will not bring our world forward. So don't be afraid to engage in a smart conversation with someone about something that you're uncomfortable with. That's that's the number. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Thank you. That's my number. Thank you. 
get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I tell people like, write that down. As a Christian, <laughs> like I've I have so many weird, uncomfortable conversations with people. They're like, oh, um, you can't do that. That's you know, because you're a Christian. I'm like, how? Why? I'm still human. you. Like, pass me the bacon, bro. Pass yeah, me the bacon. I'm still I'm still human. <laughs> I can still enjoy things and still be Christian. It doesn't work necessarily. Like, oh, because you're a Christian, you can't do this. Or I mean, just because you know, you're Christian doesn't mean you can't sin. Yeah, it's true. And then it, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But then it's it's necessarily like it's things like. It, you have awkward conversations with people because then people start asking, oh, but why do you even believe in him? Blah, blah, blah. And then people poke holes and I'm like, I fully agree with everything you're saying. I just have faith. It's an awkward conversation. It's not necessarily the, the nicest conversation to have with certain people because certain people just mm-hmm. don't understand the, the, the aspect of faith, you know. But I just tell mm-hmm. them, like, I, I have faith and that's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all you needed, though. Mm. that's all you need to know this is that's the relationship between you and the higher power that's it yeah so then again it literally goes back to you saying you know what i don't necessarily like the conversation i'm gonna have with this person but it's it needs to have i need to be enlightened and if i'm gonna be enlightened or i'm gonna enlighten them again this is why i keep telling people like I've I've had some conversations with people and they're like, oh, why do you even give this person the time of day? I'm like, fam, at the end of the day, it's either he's going to improve me or I'm going to improve him. That's literally it. If I stand mm-hmm. firm to my conviction, I don't, I don't need to raise my voice. I'm just talking to him. I'm trying to understand his point of view. I'm trying to understand where he comes from. I was, I, there was a guy on Twitter. Um, I, I volunteer on a youth panel for the IOPC. It's Independent um, Office of Police Complaints. So, okay. you know, when people complain about the police. So I, I think it was in the name, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, so literally, they must have, like, obviously, the IOPC must have tweeted something about the police. No, no not about the police, but in general. And um, you had this old man that literally commented on the tweet saying... Um, this is a waste of public funds. You guys have no jobs. You see all these right. um, riffraffs right. um, committing crimes. Why don't you arrest them all? We all know who he means by riffraffs. And I literally just right. tweeted him saying, like, can you elaborate? What do you mean? <laughs> Define elaborate. riffraff. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't want to... Because Urban Dictionary. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but people like that, like, they don't want to have the conversation because it makes them feel uncomfortable because they know they're in the wrong, right. but they just don't right. want to. Sometimes you just need to be uncomfortable. You I agree. I 100% agree. To be enlightened, you need to be uncomfortable. Absolutely. And I think in, in, in that case, like in that situation, like this is already someone that has been firm in their beliefs because there's a difference between like with, with number uh, nine saying getting up, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a conservative belief that, I don't know, we shouldn't have welfare, right? There's nothing wrong with having the belief, but you got to back it up. And if you're backing it up by saying riffraff and, 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 deter- and connecting that to people of color, then to me, your argument's already out the window because it's wrapped in, you know, racism, homophobia, sexism, uh, even- all this other shit. To me, the conversation's already over yeah. because you're, it's based off of a white supremacist belief. So but for me, like even even the idea of um, welfare, like 
I don't think some white people understand that majority of people on welfare are white anyway. Newsflash. So they don't want to look at those numbers. <laughs> they don't want to look at, like, they literally... They don't see those numbers. You're going to be hurting yourself. That's literally it. You're going to be hurting... You're hurting your people. cousins down there in the yeah, trailer but, park. Know, that's the thing. White but, people, rich white people look at poor white people as if they're trash. But, but then, I yeah. think, for me, the 10th one, um, which applies to any race actually but it also applies to white people because you know in terms of economics they have a stronghold um for me if you know an establishment is built on racist ideals and it's kind of hard because that's a lot of companies <laughs> that's a lot of companies john <laughs> like stop supporting them stop giving your money to organizations or these but you Oscars. You know what I'm saying? Oscars so white. Like when we say, hey, look, we're not represented here. We're going to take our business elsewhere. We need you to stand up and say, you damn right. How about we go to the BET Awards? You know what I'm saying? Okay, maybe not that, but something <laughs> similar. Something but, similar where you're like, I recognize how this excludes you. I recognize that, mm. you know, this organization is, you know, based on. And again, I'm not necessarily. Racist I, beliefs? Yeah. Me necessarily. But let it go. I'm not. I'm not as extreme because me personally, I feel like it just inconveniences me if I boycott everything that everyone's offended by. I'm not saying boycott everything. I'm just saying like think about one of your purchases and see see if there's an alternative that's yeah. more sustainable in terms of socioeconomics, right? Very um, true. Yeah. If it, so, obviously, if it's if if it's out your price price range, I'm not trying to cripple you in order to be woke. You know. Right. But you gotta hit him where it hurts, it. though. Yeah. You gotta hit him where it hurts. If 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 the Apple, um, if Steve Jobs and if Steve Jobs was like an open racist man, I wouldn't have an iPhone. Cause why do I need to give this nigga more money? You know what I'm saying? And it's really difficult because a lot of industries are really built off of like child labor, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's just overall sustainable buying as a whole. But take something that you really um let's say invest in and do your homework to say okay how is this product coming to me for example for example to me i really really try to buy fair trade chocolate i love chocolate but the cocoa industry is really built off child labor there are children in africa that are like that are um kidnapped from their homes Mm. ghana and where else i know parts of west africa you know you know what you know what cracked me up ah Wow. Um, obviously, Ghana, Ghana, I think Ghana export at least 50 or 60% of the world's cocoa beans Wow, out to the world. So then Ghana put a, um, what's it called? A ca- no, like a, a tax on it to the rest of the world, obviously, to increase um, yeah. the economic growth. And... Other countries were like, oh, we're going to boycott Ghana. We're going to boycott chocolate. We're not going to buy chocolate because Ghana put in a, a tax on, you know, cocoa An beans. An additional stuff. tax, yeah. Yeah. And in my head, I was just laughing. I was just like, they literally have, they don't care about anything other than money. You care now that obviously they put a tax on it. It's going to affect your pocket. That's all you care about. True. You didn't care about the, the process in order to get the cocoa beans, the exploitation right. of little kids. Children. <laughs> and I'm not saying, obviously, that's, that's an issue Africans need to deal with. But at the same time, you know, you're financing it. Money talks. 
if you're financing it, it these really people does. Gonna, these people are either going to think it's right, or just, at the end of the day, they're just going to be wealthy enough not to care. Right. I mean, I think that's a really good example because um, think about it. When we're thinking the world's finest chocolate, people think Swiss chocolate. Where the hell in Switzerland is cacao trees growing? Mm. Tell me, tell me where. If anything, you take the milk from the Swiss cows and you mix it with the chocolate for your milk chocolate. I get that. But the core of the product comes from West Africa, which means fuck all that Swiss chocolate bullshit because ain't no Swiss chocolate. There's no such thing. You can't get chocolate in Switzerland. You just can't without us. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, we really need to take that extra measure. And also with com- basic commodities like even coffee that you know they grow in these uh, beautiful tropical countries and we buy it for the low, but we don't think about like, damn, what kid didn't get to go to school because I bought this, you know, this Kit Kat bar. Mm. Um, so you really have to, if you can, and if you have a, a, a few extra like pennies or whatnot, go fair trade. Just, just say like, you know what? I only buy fair trade coffee. And that's even on a small scale. On, a, on, a, on another scale in your local community, think what small business POC owned can I support? I want some t-shirts. I'm going to go support this guy who makes t-shirts. This is, I want some oh, shoes. I was I'm not going to look for some Italian well. brand. I'm going to look somewhere else. I'm going to mm-hmm. look for an up-and-coming um, POC designer so I can support. Like, really, support black business. And, that's, mm-hmm. and that goes not only for white folks. It goes for black people. Support a POC business and support also small businesses. Small businesses. Be mindful about small your businesses. Small businesses especially. It's, I, one thing I never understood when people don't understand like how can you not support your friend's business or the person down the road he even he might not necessarily be your friend he might be someone who just lives down the road from you you walk past each other and say hi hi if they're doing a business and they're running it and you've you've seen it and you think you know what it's actually going well what how can you not support it i just don't understand people who can literally spend you know they walk past these companies and they will spend double the amount on something just because they don't know who where the money's going. They wouldn't want to put the money in someone they know's pocket. And that's how because I see it. Because you're used to I think people are just used to the of course, naturally you're used to the larger names, the ones that you've been buying, and brand loyalty exists. But these big ass companies are greedy as hell. And especially for commodity items, it's usually the poor uh people from developing countries that are really getting literal change off of something that has been maximized in the European market or the American market. So it's really important to, if you know a POC business, support. Buy one little thing. One of your purchases a week goes to a POC business. Something as small as that would really make a huge impact. Really, it would. Mm. So I think that's 10 topics. Let's let's wrap up the the homework assignment for our white folks. White silence, white violence. Yeah. Number two, things hurt. Watch your words. Number three, acknowledge your your privilege and learn your history. Number four, talk about race with your fellow white counterparts. Number five, stop asking the one black person you know for advice about black people because you know we're not a one stop shop. We don't speak for everyone. Six, vote. Stop voting because your parents told you to vote for this person or historically you voted for this particular party vote smart because a lot of in western society legislation is passed that really just further oppress people of color seven engage in smart conversations like 
really talk to people about things that make you uncomfortable, which is essentially get comfortable with being uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, Four, I'm not four. What number is that? Shit, I'm lost. Seven, eight. (laughs) Seven. Uh, Maybe that's seven. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Inclusivity. Six, four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Seven, inclusivity. Uh, Shit about go home to your home country. You don't belong here. Like globalization happens. We're moving past that. There's no one way that uh, American national looks, a British national looks, a Portuguese national looks like. Um, number eight, stop supporting racist businesses. Try to look for a local POC business and just support one, just one a week. Is that nine? No, you actually, eight was um, don't say go back where you cut. Oh, wait, no. You said that already, didn't I think it? that was ten. You know what? To me, that's a lot of homework anyway. So maybe it's eight, nine, <laughs> or ten. But white folks, y'all got some homework to do. <laughs> man, that is so much shit. I told you, man. It was, it's a lot it's of homework. A lot. It's a lot of homework. And it's really an everyday process. And it starts with you. And then it starts with you telling the people around you. And I swear, the minute you, when it comes to learning anything, the minute you open your eyes, it'll have you even look at the people around you a bit differently to say like, hey, that's not cool, man. It's not funny to laugh at that. You know? And, and you might actually have to let go of some relationships if you really decide to wake the fuck up and see you know, how people are affected by your privilege. Yeah. Your behavior, how your behavior affects other people. How your behavior and how your skin color literally gives you a leg up in this world. Thanks for tuning in. White people, you got homework. Black people, let us know if we missed out on anything. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, DJU Podcast, and we'll see you next time.